Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello and welcome to Good News. I'm Twanda Black, your host. We interview folks from all over the world uh, concerning all different kinds of things. So sit back and relax and enjoy this group of people who have created a phenomenal game just for you. So check it out. Hi, everybody. Hey, Hello. Hello. So I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Ruth Pauline Plummer. She's CEO and founder of Covenant Daughters Ministries. Dwayne Washington, CEO and founder of FaceTime Studios. Studies, sorry. <laughs> FaceTime yeah, Studies. Yeah. No, Alicia Hemphill, who is CEO and founder of Beyond the Limitations. And this group of awesome people have created a wonderful game called Ebonopoly. Did I say it right? Ebonopoly. Awesome, awesome. So I know that, uh, and, and it's it's awesome that I'm talking to you guys today as we commemorate the death of George Floyd. And this game started sort of out of that whole movement of what happened after his death, after he was killed, because he was killed. Um, so talk about 2020 and what 2020 was for each of you. So who wants to go first? <laughs> Pauline, you go first. Pauline is in Israel, y'all. So we're going to let Pauline go first. Okay. Well, first of all, Tawanda, thank you. It's so good to see you. And, uh, you know, I miss you dearly. Miss you. And, um, you know, and just thank you for having us. It's such a joy to be with you today. You know, when we think about 2020, it was a hard, challenging year for everyone. And I think it really caused us to uh, really look at the issues that we are facing, uh, not only as a people, but globally. And I think everyone kind of woke up to really what's going on in terms of racism. And so... Uh, and, you know, as well as the COVID issues, and I mean, we just had a plight, uh, a plethora of challenges that which really caused us to stop looking outside, but to look inside. And I think for us, um, that was what really, really caused us to kind of see, you know, to say to ourselves, what is it that we can do to make a, a difference? Yeah. And, uh, and that's, um, and that's kind of where it started for me, you right. know? Um, you know, to, to piggyback on Dr. Plummer, she, she took some of the words directly out of our mouth, like it's an awakening. Um, you know, when we talk about uh, to, uh, to make things better, 2020 actually ran for mayor of the city of Arlington where I live. Um, we, I think because everyone in the world was at the house, um, we seen something that we know is already going on uh, for a hundred years, but it forced everybody to take a look at the same thing yeah. at the exact same time and it caused two things um there's a set of people that said hey this is this is an abomination we need to do something about it uh and then there were people who quite honestly rejoiced and uh and glad that it's going on mm. and so the great thing is that it opened everybody's eyes to see that number one it's there 
And, and there are people who rejoice in that. Um, there are people who, you know, grab some popcorn and candy and watch George Floyd. Uh, we've seen that. Um, we've seen the awakening of, awakening of all types of things um, all over the country and to some degree yeah. around the world. Yeah. Um, we also seen um, what good and bad leadership looks like. Um, leadership is important because when you are a leader, people believe you. Whether you are uh, a leader with nefarious uh, intent or you are a phenomenal leader, people are going to believe you. And so we've seen an awakening to all of that during 2020. Absolutely. Alicia. I, I, I just am adding to Dr. Plummer and Dwayne's assertion. I saw an awakening from inside corporate America where that's my viewpoint. And I could see the impact that I haven't seen before with many of the deaths or atrocities that have happened to black Americans over the last several years. Been very involved with diversity, uh, equity and inclusion activities in corporate America for the last 15 years. And it, 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 even though the information is correct and it's on target and it's accurate, there's still a resistance or there was a resistance to the principles of DE&I in corporate America. And uh, when George Floyd's uh, murder occurred, I began to see the crack that beginning that people and especially those in um, uh, the leaderships of corporate America uh, began to realize that something was not what they perceived to be in the past. Hmm. And so that was really the foundation for the creation of Ebonyopoly, that and the realization that uh, we wanted to provide a narrative and a backdrop for Black Americans. But it had to start from the foundation. And that's where collectively we came together, as Dr. Pauline uh, eloquently put it, to, to make a difference, a positive impact in this uh, narrative of, of Black America and our experience. I, I think that um, it the game came at a wonderful time as, as well, but that it's probably going to be more for us than it is for anybody else. I think I, I learned a lot last year that a lot of us don't know our history. We don't know where we came from. We don't know. We don't know why it is the way it is, you know? Um, and I think that um, starting and, and I wanted to ask you, why did you start at the reconstruction era? Why was this so important? Well, Twanda, I think if we just take a step back and kind of understand where it all came from, and you, you actually just hit the nail on the head, how did things become like they are? Yeah. And so Ebonyopoly is a, is a part of something else that we were doing um, to kind of help people understand how African-Americans got to where we are. Um, the hundreds of laws that were passed specifically to keep us down. Um, all, all of the things that were done, specific, I mean, we don't come in last in almost every demographic area because of absolutely nothing. Right. There right. are things that have happened strategically um, yes. throughout our country for the last 200, actually the last 400 years, uh, 402 years, to strategically keep African Americans down. It didn't come out of nowhere. And so um, when we look at, when we look at a spot through history um, saying, uh, what is the spot that is probably the, the, the most uh, interesting from a black history perspective? 
uh, we wanted to start with the Reconstruction era because here's an era where we're free and not free. Here's an era where um, all of a sudden now we can own businesses, but kind of not. Um, and it's kind of the culmination of where everything comes together. And it's an era that a lot of, um, quite honestly, both black and, and everything else of people are not aware of. Right. You know, they, they, they don't understand how is it that W.B. Du Bois can get a master's degree from Harvard in 1896. Um, but in 1920, people can't even go to college. Like, right. how is that? Right, uh, right, so right. It's a good era to be able to start at. Do you address the black code in this? Because what you're talking about is all black code uh, yeah. during that time. So the, the game is the, so far. So let me explain to the game to your to your uh, to your list. OK, so if you think about Monopoly. Right. We all know how to play Monopoly and we've got the property there. All of these properties, just like Monopoly, but all of these properties have um, historical significance in the black arena. Um, so like the, the railroad, maybe stops on the Underground Railroad, for example. You get a property and you can scan the back of the property. It takes you online to teach you about that property um, as it relates to those black codes. We've got some situations where like when you land on chance, and you pull that chance card, well, that chance card is just like in real life. It depends on who pulls it. So for example, you may pull the chance card and that chance card may say that you had a, a property uh, in Tulsa during the Tulsa uh, when they mm -hmm. burnt down Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Well, if you are a black player, then you have to lose one of your properties. Wow. If you're a non-black player, then you had insurance and you were able to make money on and, and the thing is, people say, well, you know, that, that's not our fault. Black people didn't have insurance. No, black people weren't able to get insurance, right? So we, we talk about those things specifically that were keeping us down. And so um, if you are a, a non-black player, you actually have an advantage in this game, um, just like in life. Now, I, I will say this to our- It is real life. The great thing about it, the first time we sit down and play this game, we actually had it was my family playing and my uh, my uh, my my daughter's boyfriend was over, who was a Caucasian guy, and so he actually had a leg up. And it was interesting. We can talk later about what happened in that game. But the great thing is, I still won. Right? <laughs> and, and it's a testament to say that even with all of the things stacked against us, you still have African Americans that are still winning. That's but right. it is in spite of and not because of. That's right. That's right. Uh, Pauline, what do you want to say about about the game in itself and what it's teaching us? You know, one of the things is, and, and what you said, is that we do not know our history. And I believe that it is important uh, for us to have the correct history. And it can't all be given in February. It has to be a... A, become a lifestyle of educating our people on who they are because you know we are suffering from identity crisis we have a lot of questions and they're all are trying to be answered you know within one month and to you know to know who our heroes were to know our history and so forth and so when I think about the reconstruction era and you know the game in its totality um, it is a start, you know, it is a start for us to begin to uh, uh, start this conversation with this generation and so that it can be carried throughout generations to come and it can provide a, uh, an educational of black history that students are not privy to in the, uh, you know, the regular school setting. 
And so it's, it's very important. And I mean, as you know, you're there in Atlanta, you are foots on the ground. When I tell you this lady is foots on the ground, she's very involved. I mean, this is where it is. And yeah. this is where it comes together is, is education. So Alicia, talk about, if you will, how you think a game like this will uh, affect DE&I and perhaps the way corporate America thinks because corporate America is a huge part of this thing. Yeah, I'll be happy to. Um, so I believe that some of our learnings and the most effective learnings that we encounter are not always in a classroom setting. They're usually by shared experiences and by um, emotions. Sometimes that's not, uh, that's not able to be felt in a group of people that you're not really close to, but with family, we can experience those emotions at a deeper level and they'll have an impact. Uh, so that's really the secret weapon behind the game is to allow families together to go on this journey of exploration about who we are as a people. Uh, we started in the recon and, and to do that together, we started with the reconstruction era. Uh, for me, it was really critical because it was the next step out of slavery. You would imagine that coming out of slavery, we would have been so disadvantaged, but walk, working through the accomplishments of Black Americans during this game in this era, I became so proud of our people coming out of an, a, a, the most disadvantages, disadvantageous time, but then to immediately without the barriers, with the, without the restrictions, to begin to own businesses, to be yeah. successful, to, it was, it was really a renaissance period. And unfortunately, we as people don't know that, don't understand that, and we don't have that sense of pride. And so together as a family, having that pride and that uh, realization is really going to submit uh, our children, our children's children and parents together at the same time. And that's what I'm super excited about. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so after this one, and it's a series, which I love you, what's going to be next in the series? So the plan is to start out with a board game, of course, but then knowing and realizing our audience, we want to digitize it. We want to create an app so that there's that, you know, there'll be other features that'll be involved. Mm -hmm. And then after the reconstruction era, uh, the next step is the civil rights era. Again, we want to take uh, significant aspects of our history in chunks, uh, tell our stories, tell our mm -hmm. victories and our heroes. And then there'll be the electronic version of the civil rights era. And after that, we will move from the civil rights era to current events and then another electronic version. So mm -hmm. we need these games to be bought so that we can continue the development. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I I'm hoping that you will make this one uh, digital as well because of, you know, where we are. Our whole generation is digital. Um, it will be easier for our college kids and our young kids and our 
young adults who really don't know their history to, to get it and make it fun. You know, do you think the game is fun? You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I was going is <laughs> it's actually fun. So the very first time we got the first game, you know, pop it open. Uh, you know, we have we have uh, our family night is Tuesday night every Wednesday. Um, and so we've got a million games. And so we popped it open and we're playing the game. And almost immediately you forget that this is you know, something historical or something that, oh, we made it. No, we're just in the middle of it, having a good time, you know, playing this game, which is probably the, the best testament to it. Like, we created it and, and it was lost on us. Like, we're just in the middle of it, playing it, having a good time, being strategic, uh, just like we would play any other game, trying to win. And as a matter of fact, something happened that, uh, <laughs> that has happened in real life because we're playing this game and uh, me and, like I said, my uh, my my uh, my daughter's boyfriend, we were the last two. But before the last two, you know, when you when you get high up in Monopoly, you know, you're 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 trying to avoid these hits when you go around the game. And so one of one of the things that he offered to one of the other players is that he offered a deal for his whiteness. Whoa! He was like, Look, what I can do is be the wow. front for that company. So that you won't take that hit when you pull that chance card and it will cost you X amount. And the interesting thing is when we looked around history, that actually happened. That's real. Um, yes. It's, it's totally real. And so I, I love I love the things that happen in this game. It's fun. It's not one of those things where you gotta, you know, all we gotta learn history. You'll have a good time playing it, learning at the same. You won't even know that you're learning. Wow. You know, so uh, it's a it's a good time. And when you that read some of these cards, you've you got to realize every single one of these cards that you pulled has been researched and documented. These are not just out of nowhere. Like all of this stuff happened. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but there's even <laughs> things that movies have been created on uh, on these little cards. So I, it's just a great game. Yes. So phenomenal. Um, tell folks how they can find this amazing game. And, you know, have you hit the school systems yet, especially our younger kids? So first of all, you can get the game by going to ebonyopoly.com. Ebonyopoly.com, spelled all the way out. You can order the game there and we'll ship that to you no matter where you are uh, on the planet. So make sure to do that. Um, what, we, what we have started with is our NAACP organizations, um, our ERG, our Employee Resource, Resource yeah. Group. Those are organizations with inside of uh, larger organizations like Toyota, DFW Airport. They are African-American organizations inside of there, right? So they can help push, push the narrative mm -hmm. um, as well as our HBCUs. Um, so we're starting at, at that level. And then, of course, you know, individuals from all over the country have already started buying the game from, from every, almost every state in the union, it seems like. Awesome. Um, but, but those, that's where we actually started. Um, with school systems, we'll probably start next year. COVID has kind of taken a, a lot of people out of the game. Uh, we've even seen a lot of colleges weren't even meeting in person, um, as well as, as schools. Schools are, are very, very... Uh, uh, cognizant of the fact that they don't want that introduced on their on the any COVID situation introduced mm. on their campus. So that's why we went the, the different route. So next year we'll probably look at more school systems than we're looking at right now. 
Oh, and we are also, <laughs> you know, looking for just individual families, um, you know, to just start with their families on Friday night. We started a, a movement actually uh, to kind of try to facilitate the game. And that is uh, Black Family Fridays. Oh. And that's every night families get together. And, you know, here I became jealous of the people here in Israel because every Friday night they celebrate their families and they teach their children their history. And they remind them, they say, Abedim Hainu, um, we were slaves, but God brought us out. Mm. And and so, you know, I kind of took that concept. And so we uh, have pretty much, you know, want to institute the game to, to uh, let, you know, let families encapsulate it, to be able to teach their families individual about black history as well. So, uh, you know, individual family units as well. Amazing. Alicia? Well, I wanted to say that that was one of the objectives in creating the game. We, yes. we believe in getting families together. Yes. And it's challenging with today's social media, television. There's so many distractions to actually pull families away. And so as part of supporting uh, the Black Family Fridays initiative, uh, in the creation of the game and meeting, um, coming together as you know, three of us from three different perspectives. One of the objectives was to be able to provide an opportunity and something for families to do after they eat dinner on yes. Friday night. It's perfect. It's the um, it, the expression of of togetherness and historical learning without you know pulling out a book without. Mm preaching or teaching, it's a fun way to continue to to, to share our history uh, as a black family on an ongoing basis, because you can continue to win. You, you, you know, we're hearing, I have heard that so many financial um, wizards or real estate uh, people who are successful had their foundation in learning the principles of Ebonyopoly. Mm -hmm. uh, so it really is a triple threat, you know, <laughs> fun and then financial acumen. There, this is really the best thing that we could do for our people. And we're super excited about it. Absolutely. I'm excited as well. You can go to ebonyupoli.com uh, to order that game. We have uh, some more ways that you can order. We have phone numbers that's uh, scrolling on the screen here. So make sure that you have this game in your house. You do not have to be black to have this game, okay? Uh, anybody needs to have this game and everybody needs to have this game. I want to thank you, Alicia Hemphill, Dr. Ruth Pauline Plummer, Dwayne Washington, all co-creators of Ebony Opoly, the latest it game. We can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us, y'all. Thank you for having us. We love you. Thank you. We love you too. Yes. Thanks so much for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black. I know you enjoyed those guests. Now, if you'd like to be a guest or you know someone who would like to be a guest, please reach out at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org. That's twandablack at thepgnetwork.org. Hey, I'll see you next time. God bless you.